0: Very Wow.
1: Hello. Hello. This is two girls, one ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That is Corinne and I am Sabrina. And this is an encounters episode. I feel like it's been a while since we've recorded one. Yeah, it has been. I almost second guessed myself, like, what do I do? What do I say? How do I do this? How do we do them again? Well, (laughs) Well, we don't really have to do much at all. These are the
0: ones where you guys send us your spooky encounters, your paranormal experiences, Mm -hmm.
1: and we read them back to you. And we get scared and sometimes you get scared, sometimes we cry sometimes i have nightmares for weeks it just depends on the story but we have all but it's all worth it right yeah the crazy thing is that this is the last encounters of 2018 and oh
0: yes this is the day after christmas Mm -hmm. this is kwanzaa this is december 26th the very last
1: week yep if you're like my family december 26th is the day that we literally do nothing and lounge around the apartment or the home because we ate so much food on christmas I like how you had to adjust from apartment to home. (laughs) I know. I'm not used to a home, a house. A house with multiple rooms. But in 2019, this is exciting, I think, we think. Um, We're going to be doing encounters every single week. So we'll have a regular episodes on Sundays at 6.30 or 9.30, depending on where you are in the world. Um, I guess there are other times that it comes out. But then uh, on Wednesdays, every Wednesday, we'll release a encounters episode.
0: Yes. Also, in 2019, January 13th to be exact, we have a live show yeah, so soon. It's at the Hollywood Improv Theater in Los Angeles. Um it is January 13th. It's at night and there are plenty of tickets still available if you want to go. The link is on our website, it's in our Instagram bio. And if you can't find it, just
1: DM us and we'll try to find it for you. And it's on the 13th, guys. I know it's not Friday the 13th, but it's the 13th. And that means it's going to be extra spooky. We're going to tell awesome ghost stories. We haven't decided what our topic is yet, but it's going to be good because, duh. Because it's a live show. You got to pick something extra creepy. Exactly. Can we, should we just start telling people stories? Let's do it. Okay. I can start. Please do.
0: Okay. This is from Stevie. It's called The Shadow in the Closet. I was around four years old and in that big girl stage of thinking I could sleep alone with the lights off. Boy, was I wrong. I am naturally a light sleeper and usually wake up when I turn over or move to a new position. At the time, my bed and closet were right across from each other. I had previously been facing my back towards it, but in the middle of the night, again pitch black, I woke up and turned to face the closet to get more comfortable. Then I saw it blacker than blackness in my room was a tall hooded figure that looked like it was holding something nope. i was surprisingly a very mature child so instead of freaking out i sat up in the bed keeping eye contact with it and turned on my light nothing i looked all around the room and there was nothing relieved i turned the light off only to see that the thing <gasps> was closer no. than before no <sighs> oh. Quickly, I turned the light on again and this time gave it a good few minutes, letting my eyes adjust, etc. So I knew I was imagining things. Then I turned the light off again, only for the same figure, (laughs) even closer. I was still convinced I was imagining it. And so I looked down at the floor and was actually able to see its feet move slowly towards me. No. This time, I was 100% sure that I wasn't imagining it, and I turned my light on, opened my door, and turned all of the hall and stair lights on, so it was incredibly bright. I then ran into my bed and covered myself in a ball under my covers. Since then, I've been terrified of closets. I have other stories with them as well. And insist on them being shut and having the beds as far away from them as possible. Many more stories to come. Stay spooky and I'll see you guys on the other side. Well, actually not because I believe in reincarnation. But still, Stevie. Uh, Can you imagine looking down and seeing dark feet just scooting closer and closer to you?
1: No. And it's terrifying that like there are things and creatures that exist in light, but you can only see them in the darkness.
0: Yeah oh god and it it makes me wonder what the distinction is like when the lights are on you can't see them but are they still getting close to you do they still end up face to face with you and you just don't know because you don't have the lights off i feel like what is yes. the difference between having the lights on and having them off in terms of the result of the haunting
1: i don't know but it's terrifying because i the way i imagined it was that even the lights were on this thing was still moving closer to her
0: yeah yeah, because each time she'd turn the lights off, it would it
1: already closer. be closer. I know. I have, I'm, <laughs> I'm in a closed bedroom right now and I've never felt so aware of everything behind me that like, I'm very on edge right now. Oh God. Also the scary, other scary thing about the story that has nothing to do with ghosts is that she had her own bed at four and I was still sleeping in a crib at four. What? You were? Yeah, well, it was like without the side of it, but yeah, I, I slept in a crib until my brother was born. Why? I don't know. My mom didn't want to get me a new bed, I guess. Oh.
0: <laughs> not to brag, but I had a queen bed when I was three. I've always had a queen. This is my first queen bed ever. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, see, see, I was not good at sleeping alone, and so my parents got the queen so that they wouldn't hate themselves when I made them sleep with me. Oh. So it wasn't like, oh, we love you. Here's a queen. It was like, I love myself, so I'm going to get her a queen so that I can have a lot of space away from
1: this child. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, my sister and I both had twin beds like our whole childhood. And I remember I would always sleep in my sister's bed with her. And once she was a, a crazy sleeper. She once pushed me off the bed into her Barbie dollhouse and I fell right into it.
0: Yeah. I twin never beds had are hard to share. Never had a sister. Yeah. Sisters are lovely and mean i also had christian which he was a different sibling he was nice and kind and he didn't fight with me if we fought it was because i instigated it so (laughs) it was it was interesting because he yeah even having a brother he was he's
1: he was different he sounds like such a middle child but he's the youngest
0: he was the youngest yeah he was just nice (laughs) he was just different than me He was a nice person. I was horrible. (laughs) You know how it goes. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. I have a story. Okay. This is from Rachel. Hi, Crin and Sabrina. I have a pretty neat ghost story to share with both of you. Also, it may or may not have been a black-eyed kid's story, but I'll get to that later. And I'll leave it up to you both to decide. So I didn't even know this was a paranormal encounter until 10 years after I experienced it. When I was about five, my mother and I moved into a small one-bedroom apartment. I didn't really have my own bedroom per se, but we sectioned off what was supposed to be the dining room with a beaded curtain and turned it into a makeshift bedroom for my five-year-old self. This room was just to the right of the front door when you walked into the apartment, so from lying in my bed, I had a view of the front door. We lived there for about two years in total, and on one of our first nights there, my mom was hanging out with our new neighbors and left me home alone. There was a knock at the door, and I answered. There was a little boy standing there about my age or even just a little bit younger. He had a medium deep skin tone and a dark thick bowl cut. I couldn't tell his nationality, but he looked to be Native American. He asked if I wanted to play and I said yes. So him and I played with my toys in my bedroom until one minute he was there and the next minute he was gone. What? I didn't think anything of it. My brain wasn't like, this is a ghost. It was like, oh, okay, bye, I guess. And I went back to bed. This happened regularly, and I didn't think my mom understood that I was letting this boy into our house at night. She just assumed that he was a neighborhood kid that I played with after school. Until one day, our neighbors left their windows and blinds open while saging their apartment. My mom asked her about it the next time they ran into each other, and she said a little boy comes to play with her daughter, who was a year or two younger than I was. But then the little boy would disappear shortly after he's invited in. I didn't know about this story until I talked to my mom about it much later in my life, the reason I mentioned that this may be a B.E.K. story is that I only remember seeing his eyes once, and I remember them being big and dark and piercing. His long, thick bangs were always covering his eyes, and I never really looked into them. The time I saw his eyes was the last time I ever saw them, but I don't remember if they were completely black. He also doesn't have the other attributes of a B.E.K., pale skin, blonde hair, etc., and I didn't even think this was a possibility until I was in my 20s and started listening to Paranormal Podcasts. The last encounter was my mom's, but I was there in my bed watching the whole thing happen while she thought I was asleep. At around 3am, there was a knock on the door and she had just gotten home from going out with her friends, so she answered it. I watched from my bed as the little boy ran past her and into our apartment. He ran past my room and into my mom's room. I jumped out of bed to see where he was going and I saw him run into her walk-in closet and slam the door behind him. Just for her to find... Nobody was in the closet when she opened the door.
0: Oh my god.
1: When I was 16 or 17, I asked my mom about him. I said, hey mom. She said, yeah. I said, do you remember that boy, the one with the dark hair? Gulp. Yeah. See, it's strange because I remember all of the other kids, Tiffany and Destiny and Johnny and Madeline, but I don't know his name. I don't think I ever knew his name. And he never played with us all together. They all had seen him before, but only at night. My mom responded, Rachel, that boy was a ghost. He played with all of the kids in our complex. I found our neighbor saging her apartment shortly after we moved in, and she said the same boy played with Madeline, but would always disappear after just a few moments. So I have spent many, many years researching and trying to find something regarding who this boy could have been or how he died or why he was still in there, but I couldn't find any information. I even paid for a a died-in-a-house report and nothing came of it. I hope someday I can find some answers and maybe help him move along. But until then, I just have an unbelievable story to tell my friends. Thanks for reading. I hope you guys have a great day. Rachel. Honestly, what the hell? This
0: is the scariest thing I've ever heard. A shared little ghost boy. And it's. The parents could see him. That's the strangest thing. It's yeah. like everyone saw him.
1: I wonder. I mean, I don't know if he was B.E.K., like if he was related to a B.E.K. or if he was a black eyed kid. But I wonder, I just got this image in my mind of like a fallen black eyed kid who like was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to play with the other kids. And so he became, he kind of got removed from the black eyed kid community and then he went and found this apartment complex and was like, I like all these kids. I'm going to play with them.
0: Oh, my God. I'm so curious as to if that's still a thing at the complex. Mm -hmm. You know, like people move out, new people move in, have young kids.
1: And all of their kids play with the
0: same ghost boy. It's just amazing, too, that it's like it's not just like a few moments where it's someone seeing something. It's like a prolonged period where people are like really playing with someone else. Yeah. And even the parents are witnessing the spirit or whatever this child was
1: i it doesn't it's scary but i don't feel like the kid was threatening at all and i feel like most black-eyed kid stories and regardless of if he was one or not are more haunting and like they have an agenda rather than they just want to play
0: it's interesting too the last encounter that her family had where it was her mom's, where he ran into the closet and hid in the closet. Yeah. I wonder
1: maybe. why. I wonder what he was. Maybe he was playing hide and seek with another kid in another apartment and like ran into their apartment and was like, this is where I'm going to hide. He'll never find me.
0: Yeah. Or maybe he was disappointed when the mom answered the door. He thought it was going to be the Aww. little girl. He thought it was going to be Rachel. And so.
1: I don't know. So weird. Ugh. God. Kids are so Creepy.
0: Okay. This is from Luna. The other day I was listening to your podcast. I think it was the 14th episode of Encounters. I'm sorry. I can't remember her name. (laughs) But it was a story about this girl whose roommate was attacked in the basement when she was doing laundry. Oh, yeah. And then after when she went to the basement, she was scratched and started having nightmares. Well, guess the fuck what? I am 100% positive that this thing can travel because this shit happened to me. Oh my god, I just got chills I don't like this. Me too. My whole body. (sighs) I was 14 at the time of these events. My family had just moved into this new one house. I was moving into my room when I felt this dark presence around me. The first few weeks, I would wake up with weird scratches on my arms and back. I honestly didn't think any of it was weird, and neither did my mom. We both just thought I was probably accidentally scratching myself when I was sleeping. Fast forward a few days, and it happens. I went to sleep pretty early that night because I had to wake up early for school. And in my dream, I was coming out of this high school and walking towards this girl who was calling me over. I walked up to her, and we started walking down this path. It was fall, and the leaves were spread out all over the wet ground. I was literally just walking and looking around when she started talking to me about her plans. Trigger warning. She told me that she was planning to kill herself. Oh, no. I mean, here I am, 14 years old, having this girl tell me this. It absolutely scared the shit out of me. I asked her why she was doing it and to put things into simple words because she basically said how she just couldn't deal with things. She told me something I will never forget. The thing I'm going to do differently is that I'm not going to tell anyone. That way, no one can stop me from doing it. No. Sadly to say, this girl was very determined to do this, and we kept walking, and it dawned on me that she was telling someone. She was telling me. She told me that she really wasn't talking to anyone, and that's when the panic really started. I told her that I had to go and simply walked away. I kept walking down this road, and these bunch of postcards were everywhere, so I picked one up and I saw that it was split in two. One side was a little adorable four-year-old kid with little checkered shoes and a red little hoodie. And then I got this dark feeling, and I looked at the other part of it, and I just literally saw a ditch and his little body in it. I woke up screaming and sobbing, and I wrote the entire thing down. I've always had dream journals, and I kept writing these down. And I won't include their names because it was just something I can't share. Anyway, the next day, I went to my guidance counselor. He was someone I really trusted. I told him everything, and he helped me out. He found the little boy who turned out to be a missing kid, and I couldn't believe it because they hadn't found him yet. Words cannot describe how hard this hit me. I felt my heart sink because I saw his body, and I saw what happened. Oh, my God. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen. My guidance counselor decided to try to find the girl, and we couldn't. And for a couple of months, nothing, and we finally gave up. Months later, my mom was watching the news and the story about suicide. And guess whose picture was on the TV? Oh. (gasps) Chills. Yep. It was her. No. Oh, my God. My whole body.
1: Oh, my God. I
0: honestly didn't believe it then. And I don't think I believe it now. It was so terrifying for months. And I kept having dreams like this until it got so bad that we had to move out. Whoa. Have so many stories like this. If you ladies ever want to hear more, please let me know. I literally want to thank you girls for doing the best podcast. I usually feel so isolated from everyone because of everything that I've been through. Plus, people tend to think I'm crazy most of the time. So, thank you for making me (laughs) feel like I'm not crazy and for believing in the paranormal. Love Luna. Whoa. It makes me think that there was some dark. Entity in the house that was planting these like future experiences to torment her, you know, knowing that she'd find out in the future that these were real people. It is very reminiscent of that other story that we
1: had read. I couldn't imagine. It's so scary to think, to see things that have happened or are going to happen and have no ability to stop them. I think it's amazing that the guidance counselor. One, believed her and two, tried to help her and was like determined to find these people and the names of people that she was seeing in her yeah, dream. Yeah, was actually looking it
0: up. Yeah. And honestly, thank, thank goodness for Luna's dream journals too because she might not have remembered enough details to actually have that confirmation if she hadn't written down her dreams. Oh, that's so scary. But also to know that what you're dreaming is real would be terrifying because every time you, I'd be scared to go to bed at night. Yeah. Because what horrible thing are you going to see that night? And what person is it going to be about? Is it someone that's a stranger that you have no control over helping? Or is it someone close to you that you can't even fathom that this thing would happen to them?
1: Oh, God. And it's almost like the way that she described that first dream with the the girl, it almost seems like it was her astral body visiting with this girl. But I also wonder if like this girl was actually having this conversation with the dark entity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she was in a dark place and this dark entity came to her and was like in a less obvious way, like give me your soul and like kind of pushed her to con- to like continue having these dark thoughts and so she was only confessing those feelings to him and then he then made Luna yeah. dream it.
0: I also wonder too if this was... Something dark you know, exposing these horrible situations to Luna, or if maybe this house, this area was just somewhat of like this weird, sort of centralized portal, and Luna was sensitive enough to pick up things and she was just picking up these messages that were sent through the portal.
1: I don't know. Like maybe
0: it was completely unintentional. Right. Ooh. Oh, it's so scary. I know, so scary. I need to think of things that cheer me up
1: now. Okay. Okay, I have a scary from Morgan. She says, good morning, ladies. I'm only in the middle of episode four, but I felt like I needed to email you my crazy story. It's longish, but you won't regret it. My name is Morgan, and I am 35 years old from Jacksonville, Florida. I moved to Florida on my ninth birthday long ago, back in 1992. We moved into a house that is less than half a mile from Fort Caroline. History background, it's when the French were invaded by the Spaniards, in the middle of the night during a hurricane, wiped them out, and then later renamed the, renamed Fort Matandas, which translates to slaughter. Jeez, um,
0: that's intense.
1: Uh, before I tell you the activity in my life ever since moving into this house, I will give you other fun facts. Two doors down growing up, pool excavation had to be halted because of Indian bones in the ground. Half a mile down the road is the legit government-protected Indian burial ground in the neighborhood. My church, less than half a mile away, had to stop during the building process back in the 50s because of 10-plus bodies found.
0: Gee, oh, can you imagine? That's wild. Like your apartment complex being like, we're just going to do some
1: renovations. We're going to, like, make you guys a pobble or whatever. Yep. And then they find bodies. Wow. Nope. That's a horror movie for children. Mom, when's the pool going to be ready? As, like, behind him, a body is raised out of the ground. Yep. Fun fact about Native Americans, when they buried their dead in this town, the top six feet of soil was mostly oyster shells. And do you want to know what I would collect as a kid? Oh, oyster shells from my backyard. And guess what lines my flower beds? Yep, more oyster shells. Oh, my God. So now to the nightmare of my life, the person who would pace my bedroom. I was nine and a half when it started. I shared a room with my five-year-old sister, and we were given bunk beds that had been separated, so she was on one half of the room and I was on the other. At night, I could hear what sounded like someone walking around my bedroom, specifically at the head of my bed next to me. I had parents who were overstressed and disconnected and would never believe me. I couldn't fall asleep unless the closet door was shut and the bedroom door was wide open. I fell asleep crying and sweating for years until I finally realized it was just normal, I was terrified of the dark, and to this day, at 35, it still is a major trigger for me because of the fear it created. At 11, I innocently played with a Ouija board. I came home from the birthday, and my parents went to church, leaving me to sleep it off. I woke up in my mother's bed because hell no was I sleeping in my haunted room, and the radio clock starts to go off next to me. I just assumed it was an alarm, and I shut it off. Next, I heard music across the house. I sat up to make sure, and to my horror, At the bedroom door, I saw three shadowed figures about the height of a child, each different height. It was nothing but dark smoke. I had a huge panic attack in the bed and went under the covers. I looked again, and it was gone. I closed my eyes and hauled ass out of there only to hear the toilets flushing on my way out, and I went to the neighbor's house, my now current house, and yes, I have more stories there. I sobbed at my neighbor's house for a straight hour until my family came home, and my parents literally convinced me I was tired and didn't see anything. Instead, they bought me a dream catcher and told me I was fine. I believed them, and I convinced myself my whole entire life that I was just imagining it. The noise in my bedroom never stopped, and I eventually made my parents get a bed that forced me and my sister to sleep together. It helped with my fear. At the first opportunity, I moved out of that room at 16 and never had an episode in that house again. Not until last year. Oh, no. So five years ago, when I was 30, my parents decided to have this house blessed. Our priests used to perform exorcisms. How cool is that? My dad told me that there were two spots in the house that the priest said had unusual dark energy at one time, but that it was no longer present. Where do you ask? My fucking bedroom and the closet that is two feet away and across from where I saw the other figures from my parents' bedroom. You were (laughs) kidding. So imagine a door frame and across from it is a closet the width of a normal hallway. That was where the priest felt the dark presence and that had once presided in the home. The only two spots I saw, felt, or heard activity. So here I am, 30, for the first time in my life, someone validating that my experiences were real, and I sobbed. Nobody believed me, you guys. Do you know what it's like to feel what it's like to grow up feeling haunted and not have a soul understand you? always telling yourself you imagined it. Do you know what it's like to be a grown-ass woman terrified of the dark because of it? Nursing my babies was the absolute worst, scariest thing of my life. I had to get up in the pitch dark over and over and over for years. I barely slept. So the next experience after I moved out happened after I birthed my fourth child.
0: Also, she's making me not want to have children just because I don't want to get up in the dark. She's really (laughs) painting it as an
1: awful picture. But, But she's saying it's because of all this like over the years she's like been afraid of the dark because of what's there but then been convinced that well, it's I'm not afraid there of dark too well then get a nightlight. i thought you were gonna say well then don't have kids <laughs> or you do what you want Grin. get a night nurse so my next experience after i moved out happened after i birthed my fourth child we had built a house across town and this time we built a house on an ex-slave plantation I was facing a window in my master bedroom, and behind me was the master bathroom. I had the light on because I was nursing the baby to sleep, and the light cast a bright light on the window wall I was facing, and if anybody walked by, I would see a huge shadow. We had no pets. My other kids were 5, 3, and one and a half. and as I'm nursing, I see a small shadow fly across the wall from my bedroom door to the bathroom. I was super pissed off because I knew my one and a half 1⁄2-year-old had run into the bathroom and was hiding in my master closet. So two minutes later, I lay the baby down and eagerly walk into the closet because I'm going to one-up her and scare her to death. <laughs> I walk in there and there is absolutely nothing. Not oh, one Oh my kid. God. Can you imagine the feeling where you're just caught off guard and you're like, okay, well now I'm alone in here. Mm-hmm. And you really think that, oh, and you're like trying to run through all of like the rational mm-hmm. reasons of what could have happened. She said, not one kid. Impossible. How? I saw someone walk in. Nobody ever walked out. I did not imagine it. So I went to check on the three other kids and all three of them are out cold asleep in their beds. Thankfully, because of my past, I realized something had followed me home from somewhere and it's not a big deal. The end. Never happened again. When I don't entertain my fear, it typically vanishes. Fast forward to my 30s and we buy the house next door to my parents, aka my old haunted house. But before I share those stories in my current house, I will share some stories from my brother and my son from my childhood home. My brother often visited my parents on his lunch break. One day he showed up and they weren't home, but he decided to stay and eat anyway. Out of nowhere, my childhood bedroom door slammed shut. No windows were open because it was midsummer in florida he hauls ass out and comes to my house telling me that he's never going over there alone ever again the house is definitely haunted i obviously laugh because no shit A year and a half ago, my son was 10 years old. He was there at the kitchen bar doing his schoolwork, and out of nowhere, music turned on from my old bedroom. He didn't know for sure if he was there alone or not, so he called out for my mother. Nobody replied. He got up, walked to the room, and realized that it just happened all on its own. He called her, and she was at a doctor's appointment. He ran home and left all of his school books, and to this day will not walk into that house if he is alone. Now, for my current house, we moved in five years ago, and I told my husband I was super scared because it felt like something was with me every time I walked around in the dark. Two years later, it got a little weird. One morning, my husband heard a woman scream for help. He walked outside and saw nothing, even called the cops. Then he just thought, I'd, thought he imagined it. Five minutes later, my five-year-old daughter says to him, "'Daddy, did you hear that, girl? What happened?' He seriously had the heebie-jeebies. The very next day, they heard something running what sounded like it was in the attic. Tons of pounding. The kids all lost their shit at breakfast and were crying because it was so loud. My husband was scared but had to be brave, so he went to inspect the attic. Not a damn thing in sight. He came back in, lied to the kids, and told them there was a raccoon stuck up there and decided to let him on the loose. We talked it out and were all pretty spooked, and the very next day, we all heard three knocks at the back door. It was not just a back door, but also a front door connected to a porch door that was locked. The kids were crying. Again, and at this point, we had three days of activity in a row, and they weren't an idiots. We had the house blessed ASAP, and all activities stopped. Fast forward to 2016. I had been anti-paranormal shows, movies, podcasts, anything for years. It only made me more terrified. Again, that goes back to the not entertaining fear thing. We got free tickets to see the Conjuring movie Annabelle. I thought, how scary could this be? It's a baby doll. Oh, pretty damn scary when you find out the whole thing is based on a true story. <laughs> the movie didn't scare me though. It was the true it was a story of the true haunting that f- horrified me. My husband then started to watch all the movies and I sat in bed on social media refusing to be entertained by that garbage because no thanks. Been there, done that. I finally told him, "By you even watching that in the house, you are inviting spirits into my life. You don't understand." So he finally quit. That night, I woke up at 3.08 a.m. out of nowhere, and I'm a full-time working mom of four kids, 12 and under, and I homeschool them. I work out five to six days a week. I am tired 24-7. I do not wake up at night. This happened the night before I was headed to Universal Studios for a day trip alone, and I chalked it up to my excitement, but then it happened again. This time, I didn't just wake up. I heard something. The bathroom faucet three feet from my bed repeatedly turned on and off over and over again. You know that thing you do when you're terrified and you lie there and pretend not to hear it? Well, that's what I did. I casually Mm -hmm. rolled over to my husband, sweated it out until I fell asleep. I was terrified to the core. I told my husband the next day what happened and he insisted I was being haunted again. I absolutely did not imagine it. That weekend, my parents had to drive to Pensacola to move my grandma to Jacksonville. My dad asked me to stay in his house with my grandma to babysit while he and my mother went to get her things. I am beyond terrified. I'm alone with my grandma and tell my husband, who is next door, that I cannot sleep there. I sucked it up and laid down on the couch. I felt open and exposed and was like, forget it, I'll sleep in my mom's bed. So I go and I lay down and have palpitations from the fear. I decided I wasn't going to be afraid. I'm 34. I realize my period is coming because of the cramping, so I decided to be proactive and take some ibuprofen. I turn on the lights because, duh, I'm scared, and on my way back to the bedroom at the foot of my parents' bed, I see a white wisp of smoke come from the floor a little higher than knee-high. Imagine that the smoke rises. It's like the smoke that rises when you blow out a candle. I laughed because my glasses were off and no way in hell did I see that. But then it happened again. This time, the white wisp rose up higher to waist high and a foot to the right of the first one. I grabbed my pillow and went back to the couch and called my husband. I said, please Google what this means because I will fall into a rabbit hole of ghost stories and never shut my eyes. Everything he found said it was related to good, harmless spirits, either crossing over or just making a friendly appearance. Okay, I can live with that, but can I please just stop seeing shit? I just want to sleep in peace and see no bad or good things. My husband ends up coming next door to sleep with me because I can't leave my grandma and no way can I sleep in the house alone with the ghost. We crawl into bed and something I've heard my entire life growing up starts to happen intense cracking from the ceiling it happens for 10 minutes straight and my husband is like what in the hell is that sound i laughed and said you know my dad always told me as a child it was the house settling but i'll tell you what i have owned three houses of my own now and have never heard these noises and my husband is like no way that is not the house settling this house is seriously haunted I stopped being scared when I finally accepted something about myself. I am not psychic or a paranormal expert, but I do believe I have the ability to see and hear things from the other side more than just a normal person. I wouldn't say I'm clairvoyant, but I do believe that if I practiced, studied, and learned, I could see and hear more. I only avoid it because in the research I have done, trying to do so can open you up to be exposed to the really evil, dark things, and it's not a risk I am willing to take. Anyway, that's a wrap. Have a good week, girls. Keep the lights on, and don't scare yourselves to death morgan man it's just she has so many experiences so many and
0: it scares the hell out of me
1: i know know. i'd be
0: so afraid of the dark if i were her yeah yeah more than i already am
1: it's also so interesting because a lot like i think she she, the way she closed it where how she feels like she's just way more prone to experiencing that paranormal like Imagine if her parents believed her growing up and how how different those experiences would be now. Like, she probably would be openly communicating with ghosts and, like, I don't know. It's so weird. It, it makes me wonder if it would make
0: it worse or better to have someone confirm what she was saying as a child.
1: I feel like it's so scary to feel alone. Like, ghost experiences already are terrifying. And then we've talked about it a lot. Where paranormal things kind of feed off of that fear, mm-hmm. which I imagine made her experiences worse growing up.
0: Right? Yeah. Like if someone acknowledges it, it almost gives you more confidence when those experiences happen because yeah. you know that someone's there to believe you. Yeah,
1: it takes away the power from the yeah dark. Well, entities. that's why we're here to believe you guys. Yeah. You can always share with us. We'll always believe. I will believe. I don't know what that is. Okay,
0: should I end on one more? Yeah. This one a little less scary, a little more lovely. Okay, good, because this has been a scary one. I know. Once we got on a roll of the scary ones, I was like, okay, I need to save this one for last. Okay,
1: that's good. I appreciate that.
0: Bring us back to equilibrium. Hi, Corinne and Sabrina. So I was just listening to the 14th Encounters episode and thought I would write. Wait, that's funny because... Wait, that's the same... Whoa. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That's weird. (laughs) Guys. Weird. I did not plan this. So I was listening to the 14th Encounters episode and thought I would write you guys one of my ghost stories. So my grandpa and I were very, very close when I was growing up. And then when I had my daughter, Nevaeh, in July of 2015, he was just head over heels with her as well. She got to be around my grandpa for a year before he passed away in August of 2016. So obviously she didn't have a ton of time with him, but she was too young to really know who he was. But once she started talking, she would tell us that Papa, which was what we had told her to call him, was there talking to her and playing with her and could also point him out in any picture that he was in. Aww. Then one day, we put Nevaeh down for a nap in her room and turned on the baby monitor. Our room was probably like 10 feet down the hall, and so we could hear her in her room very well. So we shut her door and turned on the monitor in our bedroom so that we could hear her even better just in case. My husband and I were talking on the bed when all of a sudden I hear my grandpa's voice through the baby monitor say, Hi, Nevaeh.
1: Oh, my God.
0: I just about lost it when I heard that because this happened not long after he passed. So I was still going through the grieving process and was full of emotions. Wow. I busted open her door just to make sure no one was in there. And lo and behold, nobody was there and she was fine. I, I think it was just my grandpa telling us that he was okay and that he simply just wanted to say hi. I miss him dearly still, but I know he's always watching over my family and I. Thank you so much for taking the time to read this email. And if you would like, I totally give you guys permission to read on a future episode. Thank you. This was a great way to end the episode. Yeah. Love you girls. See you on the other side, Bridget. Oh, I love that. Isn't it great? Wow, I really needed that. Oh, just warms our hearts up.
1: We have light again in our lives. And that's the best version of a uh, baby monitor story ever because most of the times they're really horrifying. They're creepy and scary, but this one's nice. Hi, Nevea. I know. And that she recognized her grandpa's voice. Like, not only yes. is it amazing to know that your daughter is being watched over by your grandfather, but to have the the ability or have that moment of like understanding that in hearing your grandpa's voice again is just so heartwarming.
0: Oh my gosh, I know. Oh, I love this. I love it too. Uh. She did grow up with her grandpa, just yeah. in a different way. He's
1: her guardian.
0: Yes. Well, if any of you guys want to email us your stories to potentially be read on either an encounters episode or a regular weekly episode, you can email us at Two Girls One Ghost Podcast at gmail.com
1: and we have patreon if you guys want to support our podcast it's you can support us for as little as a dollar a month which now means we have what eight episodes coming out a month now in starting january so crazy so a dollar goes a long way for us and we have fun tiers or bonuses for each tier like You can – we'll give you a heads up what episode of the week is coming out. And if you have stories, you can let us know in relation to that.
0: And like we said in the beginning, we have a live show. It's January 13th. That's the Hollywood Improv. So if you want to get tickets, that's a good way to support us. You can also support us by reading and reviewing
1: on iTunes. Please do. It really means a lot to us. And it helps us maintain a spot on the charts. And it also helps other people find our podcast and – the more listeners we have, the more ghost stories we get that we can share with you. We also have social media. We have Instagram. We have Twitter. We have Facebook. And we have merch. If you guys go to one ghost twogirlsoneghostmerch.bigcartel.com, we have... And we will... See you... See you... On the other, other side. Very smooth.